If you watch 60 Minutes and you own a home, then you just got nervous. The FBI's former head of cyber crimes warned homeowners that foreign and domestic thieves can steal your home. That's right. Hey, look, they do everything online, believe it or not. That's because home titles and mortgages are kept in databases that can be hacked. If you have equity in your home, here's how they're going to get you. They simply forge their name onto your home's title, use your home as collateral to borrow cash, and stick you with the payments. No bank or identity theft program is going to protect you. You need Home Title Lock, America's leading title and mortgage guardian, for pennies a day. Home Title Lock puts a virtual barrier around your home's title and mortgage. Listen, if cyber thieves tamper with it, they're going to mobilize to help shut it down. You may already be a victim and not know it. Here's how you're going to find out. Go to HomeTitleLock.com and register for a free title scan report. Go to HomeTitleLock.com. You're going to get that $100 value free, that title scan report. It's important. Sign up today. HomeTitleLock.com. Oh, it is party time, Mom. Good to be back here at Studio 22, uh, the Chad Prather Show coming at you. I want to tell you guys once again, go over to YouTube, watch it there. Uh, Facebook, I know you're wanting to watch it on Facebook, but you've gotten lazy. Go over to YouTube where we can count the numbers or get it where podcasts are downloaded. And remember, leave us a rating and review. We only take five-star ratings. That is all we will allow. It's all we ever get. It's all we believe in. And God bless you for leaving it. So hope everybody's doing well. Hope everybody's doing great. Uh, Party foul Steve and Hot News Natalie sitting over here in the peanut gallery hanging out. You got the head right over your shoulder. Look at that. See your boyfriend. Look at that. I love getting on there and I read the comments and people, they start asking, what is that head that's in different (laughs) places of the studio? And And then people come in. And they start really explaining it, and they're talking about, well, this is what they do with the head. And they're like, well, what does it mean? Like, Nothing. <laughs> it just makes you ask questions. We just found it, right? Uh, yeah, found I it. found it. It scared the mess out of me one day. Uh, I'd walked into a storage room here in the studio, and the weirdest stuff is all over these studios. And I t- flipped on the light, and there was that head on a box oh. staring at me. And, uh, yeah, I said, I, I got to have that. I must have that. The man driving the starship, the puppet master himself over here at the helm of Studio 22. Mark, what's up, buddy? Not much. How you doing? Yeah, nothing, nothing. Yeah. Candice, the queen of the Ethiopians, hanging out. You got you guys doing okay? Candice, talk to me for a second. Yes. So we've, we've got, uh, I got this big, long message this morning on Facebook. This lady sent me a message. She said, I want to, she said, there's a group of ladies we get together every week and we listen to the podcast as a group and we discuss it. And I was like, what's coming? What's coming? <laughs> and she said, I just want to know. We want to do something. We don't want it to be inappropriate. We want to make sure that Jade, your wife, is okay with it because we would never do anything that, that would hurt her. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what is coming? <laughs> and so finally they, they said, we want to start selling items at the farmer's market and take the proceeds and donate it to the causes you guys talk about on the show and we want to call it Prather's PTs, party time, mm-hmm. party timers. That's a pretty good idea. And I, I really like, like that. I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> what's my wife going to disapprove of? A little sigh of relief there. Oh, my well, goodness. Well, our cause of today is putting my kids to college, so let them send <laughs> <Yeah>. that money. <laughs> Go to watchchat.com. You can buy a party foul shirt. Click on and, all the ads. Exactly. So, and, and we'll promise you it will go to good tuition funds for uh, needy kids, uh, two specifically needy <laughs> daughters of mine sitting in the hot seat today my buddy's hanging out with he's got a brand new record out called red bandana the honky-tonk kid himself aaron watson how you been man i'm good brother it's good to be here yeah it's good to have thanks you. for having me yeah well this is early morning for us it's real early <laughs> it's like 3 a.m honky-tonk time you know that's exactly right I, people don't understand like First of all, let me back up because I've always said about you and a few other people when 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 you want to talk about success and you've certainly had your share of success and there you watch people who succeed and do well and I always say about ninety percent of success is just showing up mm-hmm. and guys like yourself you show up you you go where you go because I, let me tell you there's not a lot of musicians touring musicians that I could get into a studio early on a weekday morning. Yeah. And get going, you know, at 830 in the morning to record a show 
but you've been pretty consistent with your work ethic for a long, long time. Yeah, you know, it's like this year marks a 20-year mark. It, it, you know, it, it's uh, it's just it's a job. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I, I played a, we, we, we play, you know, everywhere, but I'll get on stage. We played a big festival in, in, you know, in California, and they brought me on stage as up-and-coming artist. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, okay, that makes a girl feel good, you yeah. know? But uh, you, you've got to just stay after it. I mean, it, it's all the time. I mean, I, it's it's taken me a, a, a long time to get to this point in my career. So, I, you know, I'm invested. It's the family business, you know? I mean, it's like... We're out here hustling record sales. It's like I'm a I'm a salesman. I'm selling my songs. Yeah. And uh, you know, we're not trying to put out like album of the year kind of albums. We're not right. trying to win awards. I really uh just want to pay off my wife's credit card bill this month. <laughs> and that's the extent. People are like, well, What do you hope to achieve with this album? And I'm like, I'd really like to pay off her credit card this month. <laughs> that's what I hope to achieve. I know I got to take my wife uh, car shopping on Thursday yeah. and Jade's gotten to a point where she doesn't drive Ford or Chevy. She, yeah. she likes, she likes mm. something a little more exotic, yeah. mm, a little exotic, <laughs> something that costs a lot whenever you take it yeah. into the shop. Yeah. So uh, we, we know, I know that feeling. I wonder if your wife and my wife are, are long lost sisters. Could, could be. Mm-hmm. They probably have a lot in common. If yeah. I had to guess. Mm-hmm. But you know, you brought up a point. You said it's a job, and that's right, because you came out. And I want to show people. I'm going to do this several times, but the, I love the simplicity of this album. The, get it where the glare's not on it. Red bandana. And just I saw you at the award show. Was it the ACMs? And I saw you. You had the red bandana. And that's yeah. where I realized what the uh, what the significance of it was. Mm-hmm. And it, But it stuck with me. And it, you being able to place an object along with the album – yeah, that, that it's identifiable like that was a, to me. I don't even know if you were thinking like this. I'm sure you were. Yeah. you think about these kind of details? Yeah, it, it was a good, it's a good little piece of marketing there. I, I like it's been that. fun, especially the the the, the girls and, and kids showing up to the shows all wearing yeah. red bandanas. So that's been a fun part of it. But uh, you know, for me, uh, the red bandana signifies you know cowboy, mm-hmm. hard work, grit. You know, and, um, you know, blood, sweat, tears kind of mentality. So that's that's kind of, you know, the song, the title track is actually a cowboy poem. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, there's 20 songs on the record. So if you're not into cowboy poems, there's 19 <laughs> others that may satisfy what you're looking for. But um, yeah, but it's been fun, man. This, this record, you know, this is the first album I've ever had that's following up top 40 radio success so we wanted to make a statement like this is my brand of music you know there's always people that are like oh you know he's selling out you know he's gone mainstream he's selling out i'm like well who who did i sell out to because i ain't got paid yet who who was it you know but you know i'm i'm 110 independent you know i wrote all the songs by myself i own the publishing the 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 record label side of things i mean we've got a great team that's working it so it's Man, it's just a great, I tell people, it's kind of like a great American story where for for forever I was told, I, I you know, I, was, I didn't have any commercial quality to, to, to anything that involved me and my music and that yeah. I wasn't good enough. And it's just like I just kept, I just kept letting that, that, those kind of comments fuel my fire. And, you know, it's like Underdog charted number one and Vaquero was the top most downloaded album. And then now here we are with red bandana so you know i'm just out here i'm like telling people like for the love go buy the stinking record on itunes or amazon if you don't like it i'll seriously give you your money back like i will i'll i'll take a 20 dollar bill out of my wife's purse (laughs) (laughs) put it on her credit card yeah hey listen and and you make a great point uh, several great points there because and I know people, they watch this or listen to the program, and we have these people on here, artists and things, and they're like, well, I'm, I'm not a country music singer, and I'm not putting out albums. You know, I'm like, this applies to their life, too, because yeah. this is something. You, I remember when Vaquero was coming out, you reached out to me. You reached out to a number of different influencers. I know you, Glenn Beck had you on, different ones here at The Blaze. And and I was like, I was watching this, and I was like, this guy is knows how to market this thing mm-hmm. from a grassroots, organic, word-of-mouth place and that thing debuted number one on the billboard yeah. charts it was crazy and i was like and he didn't have a major record label behind yeah it. it blows people away i think that um 
you know, I think it's being a Texas artist. Mm -hmm. I embrace that. I mean, I don't, I am 110% a Texas artist and I get to play Texas music around the world. I mean, that's my brand, but I'm out here hustling. I mean, I, I, you know, in, in college I was selling CDs out of my backpack, you know, I mean, it's just like, you've got to believe in yourself and it's regardless of what your business is. It's like, I tell my boys, if whatever you want to be, you better get after it. You know, if you're going to have a, a lawn mowing business, well, then you better get out there and you better do a good job. It's, it's you know, Chad, I, I'll tell you what, the, the, the moment in my life where work ethic and quality became everything to me. My dad's a disabled veteran. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was injured in Quezon, <laughs> Vietnam in 68. So he's 100% disabled. I grew up, you know, doing volunteer work at the VA hospital with dad. But dad's job was he was a custodian. And it's not the most glorifying job. Mm-hmm. And once, once uh, summer morning, I wanted to go, I wanted to go swimming with my buddies and I was probably 11 or 12. And dad said, no, uh, I, I need your help today. Cause I had baseball games that evening and or practice or something with baseball. And dad was like, we got to get a lot of this work done before we got your games. And I was like, well, dad, I want to go hang out with my buddies. I want to go hang out with my buddies. He's like, I need your help. I remember we were cleaning, we were in the bathroom stalls. And I had on those big yellow gloves and we're scrubbing toilets. And I'm just complaining about it. Like, oh, this is all my buddies, blah, 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 blah. And my dad's in the stall next to me. And he's so sweet. I have the sweetest daddy. I remember I'm just complaining. And he pokes his head around the stall and he looks at me and he says, hey. And I looked at him. He goes, do you think when I was your age that I wanted to grow up to become a custodian? And it was just so quiet. And he said, I got hurt in the war. Things didn't turn out the way I thought they would. He said, but God blessed me with this job. He said, and because of this job, I can take care of you, your mama and your sister. He said, so you can bet that I'm going to show my thankfulness by making these the cleanest toilets in town. Mm -hmm. And I never complained ever again because then I got it. So for me, it's like with, with my music, with, with my, with my, my children are watching me now. So it's like, I, this album is probably the most heartfelt album I've ever made. Like it's, it's completely transparent. I poured my heart into this and it's like, I told the kids, I was like, Hey, you know, I'm fixing to be gone for nine or 10 days. And I know it stinks having me gone, but I'm out there working hard for you, Mm -hmm. you know, and, uh, we're able to have what we have because God's blessed us with these fans and, uh, you know, I, I think people like the fact that also, I think they like the fact that when they buy my record, they, you know, I jokingly say all the proceeds to this album go straight into my wife's purse, but it really is true. I mean, it's like, it's the family business. So yeah. if I don't get out here and hustle these record sales, no one else is going to. And, and I believe in our product. I believe that we have music with meaning that it's going to make people like, I, I believe this is an album where man, you having a rough day, put in this record, you know? So it's a, it's all about that hustle. I mean, man, it's no different than you brother. Well, you the crazy there, thing, the, you the, out there hustling. Well, the crazy thing about it and what people don't understand is first of all, when you look at a record like this and you got 20 songs yeah, in, in a day and age where most people are coming out with these EPs that have four or five songs yeah, them, and they're just getting them out, getting them out, getting them out. You're putting this, you're putting this, heart and soul in this thing 20 songs mm. on a record that's not the lazy way out you know i used to always get impressed with a guy like brad paisley who who yeah. could have done a 10 10 you know 10 cuts on a deal but he's got all these you know he's got yeah. 19 22 yeah cuts on these things some are funny and some are just yeah. guitar licks and things like that and i'm like wow he doesn't have to do that but he was doing it yeah because you're, it's an anthology at that point and mm-hmm. this is a testimony not only to, to the, the, your commitment to it, but to go into the studio mm-hmm. and to do it, to get it right, that's a lot of work. It's a lot of money yeah. invested in that, a yeah. lot of long hours, and you're touring, you're out doing live shows and those things. And that's why I try to explain to people, and it's hard because you sound, when you s- try to explain this to somebody, it sounds like you're being a jerk or arrogant, but you're not. There's just no real way for me to explain it to them other than to say, look, what we do is not a party every night. Yeah. It's a job. Yeah. We get off an airplane or we get out of a bus or whatever it is, and we go to work. 
and we're there until whenever the thing's done. And then, yeah. we, and even when it's done, you know, everybody's like, well, hey, come on, let's go to have some dinner. We're not yeah. done yet. Yeah, you're not done. It's it's never over. It's it's interesting. It's like playing a show. For me, that's the easy part. Yeah, it's the two hours afterwards, hanging out at the merch line, meeting and greeting, and you know, uh, smiling and smiling looking and happy, taking, taking selfies pictures. and yeah. all that. That that's when you're just dog tired, and then you you know what? You get a few hours of sleep, then you got to get up early in the morning do radio stuff, and yeah. uh, you, you know, it, it, it's true. It, it and you know, but when I always tell people, I was like, golly, I'm, I'm still chasing the dream of a 20 year old. Yeah. But when you're 20, you're thinking. Well, there's I, people like what got you into music? I thought, I thought, well, to impress a girl, I just <laughs> brother needed help. Like I, I love that old meme. Uh, it's it's hilarious where there's this guy he's leaning up against the car and he's just kind of this fat loafy nerdy kid. Yeah, you know? yeah. He's leaning against the car and there's this ugly girl standing next to him and it says what guitars are for. And then the next picture he's holding a guitar is sitting next to him and this real hot chick. <laughs> yeah. Man, some of us need a little more help than the others. Uh, you know. Um, but but it's the truth and and uh, you know my, my thoughts on EPs are this it's like the music industry they want you to think that everybody wants EPs and that's what kids like EPs now no that's what the kids are being fed therefore yeah. that's that's all they're getting that's the only thing that's in the bowl so that's why they're eating the EP mm-hmm. but people want they want they want music yeah. they want a full project it's like when you go to the movies. Would you be happy if when you went to the movies, they just played you the trailer or if you bought a book and there was just one or two chapters, you want the whole thing. And I want, that's what I wanted. I wanted, I put 20 on there for the 20 years we've been doing it, but also one of my fans, I want to say, Hey, you, without you, these records aren't charting number one. We don't have top 40 singles. I wanted to give them something to say, just thank you. Yeah. Thank you for what you've done. I mean, and, and with this one, I mean, there's, there's songs on this record, gosh, you know, there, there's a song called Trying Like the Devil. And, man, I wrote that song when I was, I don't know if I was depressed or what I was going through, but I was just kind of in a funky place. And uh, I wrote that song because, man, I thought, you know what? The, the, earlier, a, a week earlier, a kid from our community committed suicide. And and uh, his dad put something on Facebook that really impacted me. His dad said, I wish— that people would be more honest about their imperfections on social media. I wish yeah. singers and celebrities wouldn't just post the great things because these kids, they don't feel like their lives are measuring up. Yeah. And that's why I wrote trying like the devil. Cause it's just like, man, here I am transparent. I'm not perfect. You know, a lot of times people are like, Oh, you're the best dad and husband. <laughs> and I'm like, how you know? <laughs> yeah. You know, and it's one of those things. I, I you're, that's because I beat them into submission. Yeah, oh, or, I made them straight. I'll tell you. I'll tell you. You, you know, I'm rough with. I love. I love. I got two boys and a little girl. You know, I'm. And I, me, my boys and I, we rough house. Mm-hmm. But we were at the mall the other day, and uh, I'd been messing with them. You know, jabbing at them, and we were just. You know, they jabbed back at me. But I was at this store, and we were talking about this Bluetooth speaker. And the guy's talking to me, telling me why this one's better than this one. And my, my middle boy, Jack, is right next to me. And I, when I went to put my arm around him, the kid flinched like he's fixing to get hit by her. <laughs> like, his old, like his old man was fixing to hit him in the jaw. I, put, I, I Literally, when I went to raise my hand and put it around him, he you know ducked out of the way. And that guy was like... <laughs> yeah. I mean, I was What's like, going I was on like, at the Watson yeah, house? I was like, thanks, Jack. He goes, Dad, I thought you were Beat fixing to pop me in the back. <laughs> yeah, Jack goes, I thought you were fixing to pop me in the back of the head. I was like, whoa. Okay, I get it, you know. Yeah. But it's funny. It's, uh, you know, I always let people know, yeah, yeah, I'm a Christian, and I'm a Christian because I'm so messed up that I need Jesus more than most. Exactly. And, um, but, man, we're having fun. It's, it's. It's a, to be able to do what you love and be able to take care of your yeah. family. It's man, and I and I agree with that. You know, I came out, um, I came out about five years ago about my battles with depression over the yeah. years and things like that, and, and that impacted a lot of people. And when we talk about doing what we do, like I spent yesterday, most of it was just being tired after coming in from a long trip on the road, and, and you know, I was like, God, I just feel depressed. You know, yeah. I feel like just discouraged, and you know, and people will look at you and go, Why? Yeah, you know, why you you got all this stuff going on? That's great. And I'm like, well, you know, you're still human. I yeah. mean, there's still there's well, and, things and that are going on. You, you know, think about 
you think about how how much fun it is, you know, it's like uh, Saturday night. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm playing in front of twenty thousand people in Minnesota. You know, at this the the the, the Moon Dance Festival that we yeah. played, and it's just all this energy, and people are going crazy, and then all of a sudden, poof, poof, it's gone, <laughs> and you're tired. Yeah, and you've probably had way too much coffee and not enough sleep. And it's just, it's a roller coaster ride. And and it's one of those things that like, I'm just, I'm just done, uh, you, you know, out there. I'm not, I'm not going to try to paint a, paint something that's not true. It's kind of like, I'm, if I'm going to make music with meaning, I'm going to write songs about when things are great. Yeah. I'm going to write songs like trying like the devil when I was depressed, when I was struggling, my wife, she pissed me off one day and I thought, if it wasn't for Jesus and these kids, I'm out of here. <laughs> and I thought, you know what? I'm going to write a song about it. And I wrote this song called Am I Amarillo? Mm-hmm. And it's like I wrote that song right then and there. And she's like, well, good grief. You're going to put that on the record? I said, yeah, I'm going to put that on the record. And I'm going to tell the whole world you pissed me <laughs> off and inspired that, you're that evil. song. That you're yeah. evil. And that's, God, I wish I could see. And I know that's uh, that's one of my favorite songs on the record, too. Yeah, you actually, know. Because I can relate to God, it. God, I was I wanna, pissed. I want to back up a little bit because, you know. Track I've number been, nine. I've been a fan for, you know, I don't know, 10 or 12 years. Thank and, you. Uh, and and, and been on the scene and, and done shows and, and stuff with you. And y'all are your whole band is always all business. It's not a drinking party. It's not, you know, it's not all the booze and stuff like that that you see a lot out there. Y'all go to, y'all go to work and it's all business. Yeah. I mean, I take care of my boys, you know, I, I want to take care of the band for forever. And you know, we kind of just came to an agreement that like, if you worked at the bank, yeah, you got to take your job serious. And, uh, man, they give me their best. And, 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 you know, I, I give them mine in return. I mean, you know, I've 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 talked a lot of smack over the years about never signing a record deal, mm-hmm. and uh, now all those comments are like on YouTube. So I have to. <laughs> yeah, that's bad when that stuff goes public. Yeah, I know. But, You're like, but, dang, I just tied a knot with my tongue. I can't yeah, untie it with but, my teeth. But I, I like. I'm glad that I've backed myself in that corner because yeah, I have got a great band. I've got a great uh, management team and. The record label side of things, all the people that are working for me are just, you know, they're so professional. They work so hard for me. And that pushes me to be the best that I could be. And and that's where, you know, after the success of Vaquero, I thought, you know, I need something special here, you know. And 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 uh, I worked hard on this record. I mean, I'm, I'm telling you, I getting up early every morning is when you're tired to write before the kids get up for school, oh, you know. I mean, yeah. just writing and writing. They, and the coolest thing someone told me is that this is the first quote unquote major release out in, in country music album where in which the the artist was the sole writer of every wow. song since Alan Jackson's album Red Like a Rose that wow. came out. So I thought, man, that's cool. That is cool. That I, I mean, I, I'm I want to be a I want to be known as a songwriter really more than anything. That's well, and I'm always fascinated. I've been around so many musicians and so many guys who have a, it, achieved some success. And, and it, I'm telling you, it's universal. It's the truth. Nobody just falls into success. No. It's hard work. It's a job. And, and to be a songwriter, and you are a fantastic storyteller, for, first of all. Thank you. You're a great storyteller. And that's one of the things that makes me always appreciate your music and becomes impactful because you can relate to that, whether it's, you know, going back to off the record, yeah. you know, or, or July and Cheyenne yeah, or you know, raise your glasses for the boys and, and those kind of things. Everybody can relate to mm-hmm. one of those. Yeah. You know, yeah. people have gone through divorce. They've, they knew Lane Frost, you know, yeah. they, somebody in the military, all these things, Am I Amarillo. Yeah. And, and somebody can relate to those stories. Yeah. It's the and, beauty of the story. Yeah. And that's what I love about country music. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, uh, you know, my dad, when when I was showing my dad these songs last summer, my dad said, you know, you've done a lot independently. He said, it's time for you to have your redheaded stranger moment. And I said, what do you mean by that? <laughs> he goes, well, it's time for you to show the industry that this is what you're all about. Mm-hmm. And and I thought, well, dad, don't compare me to Willie. And my dad said, no, 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 I'm not. My dad said, don't tell me what I know about. He said, I, I followed Willie for 15 years before anyone else knew about him. Dad said, I went and, you know, seen him at Panther Hall in Fort Worth when he's wearing a suit, you know, yeah. playing Beatles covers with Johnny Bush mm-hmm. on the drums. Um, you know, so for me, I kind of thought, you know, you're right, Dad. I, I need to, I need to have that 
red-headed stranger moment. And that's kind of what this red bandana is. It's, it's just it's me saying, this is who I am. This is what I do. And it's crazy when you think Willie was 42 years old before he finally, quote-unquote, made it. Right. 42. And, and that's a guy who just, you know, I think now people like to think that, oh, he's, you know, marijuana or this or this or this. Let me tell you, that's a guy that never quit, mm-hmm. whose work ethic was unmatched mm-hmm. and brilliant with his branding yeah. and the way he would evolve. And he became this, he's not even a country singer. He is right. his own genre. He is in this genre known as Willie. Yeah. So he's the guy that I kind of look up to and just go, man, that's a career path of just always working hard and doing what you love. Yeah. Aaron, it, were there people or musicians, you know, in 1999 when you were starting out that helped pave the way for you, that guided you not to head to Nashville, that told you to yeah. stay? Who, who, who guided you that way? That's a great question. I would say like Gary P. Nunn. Gary P. was a huge influence on me early on just because I remember going and seeing Gary P. at a, um, a place in Stephenville. And I don't know, there may have only been about 100 people there. But to me, it was the biggest show ever. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'd seen Garth play to stadiums, but there was something about this Texas music scene that was more real. It was a guy up there singing songs that he wrote. And he was out there, you know, afterwards hanging out with the people. And Gary P. Nunn had a huge impact on me. It's just saying, you know, you could stay independent. You can do this on your own. And and really, I was independent for the first decade out of survival because no one wanted anything to do with me. Of course, after, you know, our last three albums have charted top 10 on Billboard, of course, now we could sign a deal with anyone that we wanted. But I'm kind of like, well, you, you... you miss that opportunity. I always say my career is kind of like, you know, that, that girl in middle school that mm-hmm. was awkward and not cute. And none of the boys wanted anything to do with her. But then when she got into high school, she blossomed into this young, beautiful woman. Mm-hmm. And then all the boys wanted to ask her on a date. And she was like, no, I'm that girl. Yeah. You know, it's like, you didn't I want to be that girl. I want to be that girl. <laughs> that's a terrible analogy of myself. That's no, actually pretty good. But, you know, yeah. that's where... <clears throat> That's why I'm blessed to be part of this Texas music scene. And that's why I love being independent, being a Texas artist, because I can go around the world and tell people about these other Texas artists. Say, we got this great music scene down here. And these artists, literally, they're they're selling records to pay for the rent and put food on the table. And uh, golly, this, you know, the first song on the record's called Ghost of Guy Clark. It doesn't even have a chorus. The second (laughs) song's an instrumental. You know, I, I mean... Oh, there's songs I wrote for mom and daddy on there, country radio legends. One song called Heartstrings, and my little girl, Jolie Kate, came up to me, and she said, Dad, teach me how to write a song. So I said, well, first you got to come up with a little guitar riff, you know, and then you got to write about how you feel. And every time I leave, that little girl, she bawls. She mm. cries. She hugs me. like I, She has to come back for more and more hugs. So I told her, I said, girl, you're always... You're always tugging on my heartstrings. So we wrote this song called Heartstrings. And really, I mean, the whole record is just, there's some lighthearted fun stuff on there that are just good for the live show, the boot stomping songs. But if this was the last record I ever made, I could be content with that. Because, I mean, I, I, I gave this one all I got. Yeah. So. Yeah. And it's funny. After guys, and I've talked with several different guys who've kind of reached a milestone, which is what I would consider this. I mean, you're talking two decades into this mm-hmm. business. And and like you referred to being introduced as up and coming. I mean, yeah. people say, well, it takes 20 years to be an overnight success yeah. kind of thing. Uh, but I've talked to several people who you hit that point of maturing in your career and mm. your, your artistic ability, where now you have, so to speak, found your voice. Yeah, And you put that thing out there, and I've had a lot of guys who've said to me, yeah, I think this is the best thing I've ever done. Yeah. Best thing I've ever done. And I try to tell people, like, it's like, it's like this is a this is something that I was pregnant with, and now I've given birth to it, yeah. so it's very precious to me. Yeah. And that's why, that's why you do what you do. It's not, it's not, hey, go buy my record, because I got to pay this and that. No, this is my heart. I'm giving yeah. you my heart yeah. in music form, 
we we sweated and slaved over yeah. this. It's a vulnerable feeling. It is. When you pour your heart into something, when you're writing songs about your wife and your kids, when you're writing songs about your mother, and yeah. you're writing so, songs that came straight from the heart, and then you're like, here it is. Yeah. Feel free to, you know, just rip it apart. Yeah. You know, so it's funny. I mean, it's. Well, I mean, you know, like I write comedy songs because we incorporate music into the comedy shows. And two weeks ago, I just wrote a song called Beat That Ass. And you're writing a song <laughs> called Heartstrings. <laughs> See the difference? Well, you know, the, I have a weird baby. <laughs> have a weird... <laughs> hey, but, you know, no, no, not weird. We like to use the word unique. It's unique. You yeah. have a unique baby. <laughs> Very much But so. a special baby at yeah, that. It's got you're... two heads. Yeah. But... <laughs> <laughs> now, that's a very uh, different it, it, deal. But we were talking about this earlier. It's important we let people know this is a this is a cowboy country record. Yeah. It's got rock and roll on it. It's got everything. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there was. There's been some bad reviews on the record <laughs> because. <laughs> but, where is my phone? Let me let pull that up because we do. We talk about that. We were talking about that before we started. I said I tell people only leave a five star review. We don't do one. star So let me reviews. read this one Come first. On. By this is like under this, this this guy writes. You can hear the passion and time that went into this work. Amazing. They don't make them like this anymore. For those of you who think his sound has changed as an artist, he has to grow with every album or. They get labeled repetitive. I mean, this is good stuff. This is fresh sounding country music at its finest, perfect blend of emotions along with sounds of past and present. Well done. I like that guy. That's a is good that review. <laughs> I think that was my mama. <laughs> and then there's a quote by Dankosaurus. <laughs> and it says right off the bat, not a gangster album. It says, thought this is going to be. A blood anthem album. Find out it's some redneck album. LOL. One star. And I'm like, you jerk. It took me took me ten five star yeah. reviews and Dankosaurus comes in there and knocks my average down. Yeah. So y'all go to iTunes and Amazon <laughs> ratio and, it, and we ratio got we got to fight stars. we got to fight the Dankosauruses in this world. Dankosaurus, all because he was so ignorant, he thought he was getting a Crips and blood. Really? Yeah, <laughs> I just want to say, Dankosaurus, Dankosaurus, if you're if you're listening, I'll give you your money back. Yeah. I apologize. This isn't a blood anthem no. uh, podcast, so no, this I don't a, know that Dankosaurus. This, yeah, Danka, this song was that song was written Danka. for Red Steagall. Yeah, there you go. Uh, who exactly. is not? Look him up. The yeah. greatest rapper of all yeah, time. Yeah, <laughs> the greatest cowboy rapper of all time, Red Steagall. Oh my goodness. <laughs> no thank a danka. So I was on um several times I had the honor of being on Adam Carolla's podcast and at one time was in the studio with him and I asked him, I said, you know, what do you do? Because he's he's the all time most downloaded podcaster in the history of mm-hmm. podcasting, billions of times. And so I said, What do you do with bad reviews? You know, he said, I, I get up every morning and he said, I give about thirty minutes to social media and reviews and things like that, and then after that I just ignore it. He said, but if I get a bad one, he said, um, if somebody really comes at me, he said, I'll, because usually it's one of those, well, I used to be a fan and, and yeah. that kind of thing. And then they want to yeah. tell you what, how you hurt their feelings. And he says, I just tell them, thank you for the years that you were a fan and supported. Um, I'm sorry that to see you go, but I understand that people yeah. don't, you know, do the thing. And I'm like, well, bro, you're way nicer than me. Yeah, yeah. You're way nicer than me. Now, my wife, she'll type out a big, long response, read it a couple of times and delete it. Yeah. That's her That's her therapy. I'm kind of like her. Yeah. I, I, I've learned to just scroll on past it. There was one kid um, a couple of days ago that he took a lot of time to just run me down on a, on a, I posted a picture and just like, you know, I'm, I put this album out. I'm like, hey guys, thank you for supporting me, my music and my yeah. family. Well, this 22 year old young buck says you know always have loved your music but you've changed you've sold out he said so now i'm gonna uh i'm i'm I'm, my support goes to this guy because he hadn't changed and i was like i responded to him and i I don't want to run down the artist that he mentioned i said well first of all young buck (laughs) the guy that you're supporting has one album out 
you have not given him time to change. Yeah. I go, I've been doing this for 20 years. It's fair to say that when I started, your mama was still feeding you from a bottle. <laughs> and you've changed since then, hopefully. Yeah. So, you know, it's kind of like as you grow up, and I just said, I told him, I said, as you grow up and mature, you will, you, you know, yeah. your music changes. And, you know, and, and, but it's, there's always going to be critics. And that's kind of the problem, I think, with social media now is everybody yeah. thinks, you know, I get, I'll get asked political things. And I'm like, well, I'm not a lawmaker, I'm not a lobbyist or a politician. So the last thing this world needs is another opinion. You know, if you want to ask me things about being a dad mm-hmm. or being a songwriter, or if you want to ask, talk to me about Jesus or baseball, it's kind of like I'm all about it. But it's like that's why I don't ever talk about politics. I just don't. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I just keep I just keep a mouth. Now, shut my dad, that. my dad, <laughs> boy, he'll go off. Yeah. And. Let's call him. Oh, gosh. But she'd give my mom <laughs> a heart attack. He got injured in Vietnam. Trust I, I me, he's allowed to. He, yeah, I'm like, Dad. <laughs> he's there in the right. One time I had a, I'll never forget. We were, I don't know what, if, I don't know if we were at Walmart, but, you know, this has got to be in the early 80s. And my dad, I can tell you what he's wearing right now, mm-hmm. okay? He's most likely got on some sweats, sweatpants, and they might be burnt orange, okay? He's got these house shoes with some duct tape on the toe. He loves them, apparently. Uh... And then he's probably got on either a Dallas Cowboys shirt, an Astro shirt, or something with an eagle and a flag on it. Mm-hmm. And then he's got his Vietnam hat on. Yeah. But so he's always dressed like that. So the Vietnam hat, for sure. And we were somewhere, and I remember I was little, and somebody came up and made some type of rude comment to Dad about the war, because you know that the war was still fresh. Yeah. And I remember my dad said that I said, my dad said, well, I, I respect your opinion. He said, just know that a lot of men fought and died so that you could run your mouth like this. Mm-hmm. And that person just looked at him. And I just remember thinking, wow. So I've always been like, man, that's the beauty of this country is that, man, people can just run their mouths. Mm-hmm. You'd get, you, you think this is the greatest nation in the world. You run, you, 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 here's the facts. You get on social media, whether, whether you, it's not about whether you like the president or not. If you got on social media, if you lived in some of these countries and you said things about your leader, like Mm. is said now, you would disappear. That's true. You would disappear. It's the greatest nation in the world. Yeah. And it's, it's that, and it's, you know what? That's a fact. Yeah. No question about it. No it's question about it. And that, I mean, it, just look at the ability to go out there and do what you've done to do what I've oh. done by the grace of God uh, independently and go out there and build the American dream. It's, it's still alive. Yeah. And everybody wants to complain about what they have and don't have. But it's still the American dream still alive. It's still alive. And you know what? There are there are th- this country is as good as it ever was. And. It's got great people, mm-hmm. you know, they don't, they don't, the, the, the good people don't get a lot of attention on, they don't get a lot of airtime. No. But they're out there and yeah. you know it, you know it, just like me, you're out there touring. So you're, you're out there on the front line, shaking hands and meeting these people. And, uh, we, it's, we are so blessed to live in this country. Yeah. I mean, I, I just, I'm so blessed to be here. I mean, it's. But that's my thing. And I want to go back to a point. You've made it a couple of times. We've alluded to it. And, and you you go out there and you chase that dream and you get that. And, and by the way, talking about changing, one of the old adages that I've lived by, tried to live by most of my adult life is this this little mantra of living things grow and growing things change it's and great. changing things challenge us. Yeah. Like when I was a baby, people liked to kiss my feet. Yeah. But living things grow and growing things change. Yeah. <laughs> and it's changing. Yeah. I can't find anybody who wants to kiss yeah, my feet <laughs> now. So, because uh, that's a challenge. Um <clears throat> but that's just that's life. It's life. That's life. Uh, things are going to change, and and we always hope they change for the better. But hey, we don't know if we don't try it. We got to yeah, put it out. Absolutely. There. But but people, you do that, and you you achieve some success, or you do things. And and I've been called this a hundred thousand times. I know you have as well. When people say you're just a sellout now, 
And that phrase, it gets in my crawl. It really does. Because I'm yeah. like you. I'm like, well, nobody's paid me yeah. to be anything that I never was. Yeah. Because I still have the same convictions I had yeah. 30 years ago. Yeah. You know, nobody's paid me to become fundamentally different. That would be something yeah. out. Yeah. But when you talk about embracing success and trying to better myself personally and professionally and even financially and those things. Mm-hmm. You know that's that's a, that's a brutal hardship, and I and I still contend that anyone presented with that same situation, they're going to do the same thing. Yeah, it's it's to sell out is a strong word, and I think that get that one gets me fired up personally yeah. because I'm like, I've never signed a record deal, mm-hmm. and I could have gone that route, and by going that route, it would make my life so much easier in some ways when it comes to mainstream radio or being nominated for awards on, you know, I go to the, these country music award shows. I'm putting out albums at chart number one. I'm not nominated for anything. I'm not upset about it. That's not why I'm in this. That's not a guy who's selling out. <laughs> you know, that's, it's like, I'm like, I'm sitting here everywhere I go going, I'm, you know, I'm a Texas artist. This is what I do. It, selling out. When you tell someone they're selling out, that's a tough, that's tough. tough. That's tough. You know, am I proud that my greatest accomplishment in my, my career is the fact that I was able, I've been able to make enough money to, to buy my mom and dad a, a small farmhouse and remodel it. Mm-hmm. That's my greatest accomplishment. That's the thing I'm most proud of. Yep. So it's like, I let the fans know, like, thank you for supporting me. Look what you've allowed me to do for my mama. Yeah. So if I sold out to help my mama. Yeah. Man. That's pretty good. I'd pretty, sell out over and over again yeah, if that's what keep, selling out keep is. Keep selling out. Keep, keep selling out if it means taking care of your mama. Yes, yeah, I love what our buddy our buddy Ron White's a little more blunt about it. He says, "I really love that private jet y'all bought me." Oh man, yeah, <laughs> man, I don't like but, paying for the bus, much less but the I jet. Mean, but see, here's the thing: you know, you look at okay, I, I defy anybody to come out there. And, and again, you alluded to it. The hard part of the job is when you're shaking hands and the meets and greets, and you're just doing this. And it's not like we don't enjoy that; we enjoy yeah. it. But it is work. It yeah. is still work. And I defy anybody who says, "Oh, y'all don't appreciate." Oh no, we appreciate it. But I defy you to come try it yeah. for a few nights in a row yeah. and then get back to us on how exhausted you are. Because Absolutely. It's, a lot, it's a lot that goes into it. And we're doing that. You don't have to do that. I've been to a number of your shows. You yeah. do that. You're faithful yeah. to go out there. And you got 100 people standing in line yeah. wanting to take a picture and get something signed and say hello. Mm-hmm. And you hang out there and you stay with them. I've yeah. seen it. And I also tell people, too, I'm like, you know, now you're seeing it where the getting's good. Yeah. But there was 10 years there where yeah. no one ever came to see me play. Because the first time I ever Ooh. saw you was 10 years ago, 10 or 11 years ago. It was up at uh, Denim and Diamonds in Wichita Falls. Oh, man. The place isn't even there anymore, I don't think. <laughs> yeah. But it, it's like a dance club or something. I don't even know. But up in Wichita Falls, and I can remember even then. I mean, the thing was lined up around yeah. the deal, and that was 10 years ago. Yeah. I mean, it's just, uh, you, you know, I, I think some people are just not nice human beings and when i get nasty nasty one reviews i'm just like <laughs> yeah, no. you need... well, your fight comes yeah. out of you you're still a man oh, yeah i'm still like i mean you put your baby out you made yourself vulnerable in in this record you know you put your baby out there for everybody to, to handle yeah and then they're going to come back and criticize it well you, the the dad comes out of oh, you oh yeah i'm telling you or or the yeah. or or the the straight up yeah you know let's <laughs> How about you come to a show and we'll talk about this, exactly. you know, and that's gotten me into a little bit of trouble, but it's the family business, right? It's how I'm taking care of my wife and my kids. And, uh, man, I'm passionate about it. I mean, it took me a long time to get here yeah. and, uh, you know, it, it's, it's one of those deals that, that it's, I have to take a step back. I think it was, I read something about Abraham Lincoln when, when the country was going through such hard times and he was being just raked over the coals, you know, mm-hmm. he would respond by writing a letter and then he would put it in the top drawer of his desk and he'd come back and read it the next day. Yeah. And it was like nine times out of 10, he'd tear it up. Yeah. And I, I, I've learned the hard way where I've, I've responded to a few yeah. people and afterwards gone, yeah, I probably should. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? It's like with anything, like I am with anything and everything. If, if I've let my family down, if I've let my wife down or I've let my kids down, if I if I've lost my temper or yeah. I've said something that harsh, 
I'll literally call the whole family into the living room and just go, hey, guys. And I might break down in tears. I might just be like, I screwed up. I'm not perfect. They need to know that I'm not perfect. They need to know that I'm not perfect, but that I also am not a I'm not too proud to come back and apologize and say I messed up, you know, and I think I think that's half my success is that I'm incredibly average and incredibly relatable. You know, it's like, man, I get that guy. I'm that guy. Yeah. You know, so yeah, there's a genuine authenticity to it. Yeah. yeah. That's a hard word. Authenticity. Authenticity. Aaron, get- do you have that family member, though, like when somebody starts talking bad about you that, you know, if you tell them like my oh. sister is yeah. mine where i try like if i know it's really bad and i get really mad but i know i should rise above it but i tell my sister like, she's you know she'll go to jail like she's yeah. scared like she'll and then i just show her like something that somebody said on a blog about me and she's all hell no nah. yeah. you know and then she goes all conroe yeah <laughs> all, conroe. all con well yeah my, i'll tell you my aunt debbie yeah Ooh, she'll fight you Aunt Debbie would fight you. And yeah. I'll get behind her, too. and be like, what she said. Yeah. I kept my mother off of social media as long as I possibly could. When she finally got on there, I was like, oh, Lord, here we go. And I had to tell her, I was like, Mom, don't take it personal. Don't take it personal. Don't worry about it. But what what I've learned to do, and normally I don't do this, but every now and then they just deserve it. I, I can, you know, so social media is like this. Facebook, like so much has been censored and things don't show up on a timeline the way they used yeah. to. And so but but if I comment under somebody's comment, yeah. then everybody's going to see it because it brings that yeah. comment to the top, right? So what I've started doing is I'll just put like one little emoji, like a smiley face under there or whatever, and then I will just let the hounds feast upon that soul Absolutely. for the rest of the day. <laughs> Enjoy your 500 notifications this that are one? coming in. And I'm like, I feel bad, but like, you got to really deserve it. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Cover no. their face. But you know, it's it's but it's true, and, and it's like... How you a lot of times it's like taking the high road is a lot better. Yeah. And a lot of times take it, it's kind of like I don't remember which basketball team it was that didn't want to go see who didn't want to go to the White House. Yeah. I don't remember what that was, but I would have responded to that team as, OK, I can respect that. But I just wanted to say thank you for the example you set for our children mm-hmm. and congratulations again on your championship. Yeah. Now, if you respond like that, you make that guy look like the complete jerk. Yeah. And I've been the jerk before. Mm-hmm. So I've learned the hard way. Like, I've learned that, gosh, that guy is running my family down. And, you know, if I respond just like, man, just trying to pay off my wife's credit card bill, trying to <laughs> put food on the table yeah. for my babies, you know, so sorry. Then usually they'll come back and be like, dude, sorry about that. I'm just. I've learned that. You know, it, it, yeah. you can kind of, is that reverse psychology? I guess it is. And I try to do that, but I, it, it, I'm like you. Sometimes I'll just kind of be a little strong with people. And then they come back, they're like, because they didn't expect a response. Yeah. And they're like, oh, dude, but you know, I'm a big fan. I, I, I mean, you know, I, oh, I'm a big fan. <laughs> oh, well, you know, it's funny how things have changed because like you hear about in the old West, if you're playing cards, you know, hundred something years ago, if you're playing cards with somebody and you call them yellow, yeah. you're out in the street. Having yeah. a shoot, you know, you're, you're, you're drawing pistols on each other. Right. Now, people say the most terrible things ever to each other. but And they're like, well, it was just on social media. Yeah. But if you walked up to somebody and you said these things to their face. Yeah, you get punched in the mouth. Oh, my goodness. Especially in Texas. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Tell it, my sister. <laughs> well, this turned into I mean, a in good Conroe, right here. I don't love mess. You don't run your mouth in Conroe, Texas. You don't run Conroe, Texas. Especially south of them tracks. You're yeah. going to get toe up. Yeah. Back there in them piney woods. We'll drive to where you are. <laughs> where are you at? <laughs> where are you? Get in the truck. I've actually commented to some people on your post. I said, well, we'll be in your city next week. Come come by and see us. He's going to get me shot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's exactly like, what I need to go be a smart ass some it's, redneck it's like one night I was I was kind of jabbing at the, the guys wearing these skinny jeans yeah okay and I'm just having fun with it I'm just making these little jabs at skinny jeans you well, pissed I'm off tell, a lot of people that night I was there I think woo, well let me just tell you <laughs> an old boy about six foot six I bet you he weighed 300 pounds, and those were the biggest pair of skinny jeans I've ever seen in my life. And he came up. He's like, dude, what's wrong with skinny jeans? And I looked at him, and I said, you know, actually, they look amazing on you. 
they really round out uh, your curve. Yeah, and I was like, fantastic. Come here. Yeah. Give me a hug. Hug. Yeah. Was that I'm, an LJT or something? It might have been. I think that was. I, 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 I was like, that. you know, I. I stand by my skinny jean comment, yeah. but not to you, sir. You're, <laughs> yeah. They look good on a six foot six, three hundred yeah. pounder. They really do. There's a yeah. See, I did a video a couple of weeks ago about skinny jeans, and I think about two and a half million people watched it. And I, I was expecting <laughs> to get worse blowback, but it was pretty interesting. It was the pretty folks interesting. That really want to defend their fashion choices. Oh, that's awesome. Between that and their man buns. But anyway, we digress. <laughs> this has been a good therapy session. Go buy this record. Go buy it. Red Bandana, Aaron Watson. It is awesome. Uh, 20 brand new songs, and you're going to like every single one of them. And uh, I'm taking a package out of this. I'm going to make you sign it. Thank you, brother. And, uh, and thank, hang on thank, to it. You know, you, you helped us out a lot on Vaquero. Well, thank and, you. And, you know, it, it's, it's these little things that help us out. You know, it's like... I'm independent. There's no major record label, yeah. but it's these. It's man, you're a good dude. So well, I appreciate, I appreciate you, you. and you. I appreciate the work ethic. And and you know, I, I'm I'm close enough into it that I can see the behind the the smoke and mirrors. I, I know yeah. what's going into it. So, you know, it, and I respect you guys and 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 love you. I really do. Well, I appreciate you and um, love you back, man. Family and it's just great. So go buy it. Don't don't steal it. Don't stream it. Buy it. Go get it. Get this sucker. Yeah, go buy that it. dang record. If you don't like it, if you get on you iTunes or Amazon, if you don't you like, like me. it, I will send you $20 back. Come to the show <laughs> and buy a $30 <laughs> ticket. Yeah. And I'll give you your $20 back for the album. <laughs> there you go. There you go. And let me say something else, too. Let me say something else to you skin flints out there that keep wanting comp ticks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> buy the gum tickets to the show. Buy the tickets to the show. Anyway, we love y'all. God bless you. Aaron, God bless you. God bless your wife and the kids. And, and stay safe out on the road. And uh, go get this record. Aaron Watson, thank you, buddy. Hey, thank you, buddy. For the Chad Prather Show, Hot News, Natalie Party Foul, Steve, the puppet master himself, Mr. Mark over there. And Candice, the queen of the Ethiopians. Y'all don't realize it, but Candace makes this whole thing happen. Look <laughs> at her. Look at her. She tries to play humble. That is that is 22 years of pure brain power right there. Pure. 23. 23? <laughs> I don't know how old you are. I don't, I don't mess around with girls. Just love you. I love my wife. I love you, Jade. I love you, baby. <laughs> I'll be home later tonight. I love y'all. God bless you. We'll see you next time. Bye.